Hello and welcome to the British Sitcom History Podcast. It's a little inter-series special here. We've got a quiz. Yay! My name is Alan. With me, as always, is Gareth. Hello! Right, Gareth. So this is our now uh, tradition, <laughs> because we've done it twice, Yeah. to look back on the series we've just done, so the six shows we've looked at, and do a bit of a trivia dive into them uh, to test how much you've remembered. <laughs> it's a tradition <laughs> I'm not keen on. <laughs> Long-time listeners may recall that I got a little bit cross last series quiz because <laughs> because I can't remember anything and I found the whole thing very frustrating. Frustrated <laughs> by your own brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think, you know, I'm 12 months older now, so it's only going to be worse, isn't it? <laughs> oh, and actually, and sorry, I have written a couple of questions for you as well. So, um, oh, you know, if, if don't test I can me. turn the tables a little bit, perhaps. Let's not highlight <laughs> those failings. I mean, you're the only one bringing any credibility to this uh, enterprise. <laughs> I don't want to start popping that bubble. I know a lot when I've done the research. <laughs> I've got it written in front of me. Okay, so basically last time we did this, anyone who is familiar with our previous quiz, one of the things I did, which I really enjoyed, so I've just repeated it, is finding clips of uh, the actors involved in the shows we looked at, uh, finding clips of them singing. Mm. And then I will play these songs to you and you will try and identify who they are. Obviously, some of them are a bit I love this round because I, this is not something you've told me before, so it's not a memory test. Yeah, exactly. So here is number one. Uh, one of our sitcom stars singing a song. Who is this? Tobacco, tobacco, I hate you, I do. Like Venus, I'd look if it wasn't for you. But I'll give up it the sounds like habit, the Wizard of Oz. I will even yet, when I've had just one more cigarette. Ah, <coughs> lovely kid's song about smoking. <coughs> so, no, that's, that dates it, doesn't it? Because it's a lovely song about cigarettes. <laughs> I, I, well, look, I'm, I'm going to guess that that's Esma Cannon from The Rag Trade. Oh, that is incorrect, I'm afraid. Oh, well, it sounded old-timey music hall type thing. Yeah, Esme Cannon's a little bit more high-pitched, I think. Uh, yeah, you might that. be right. That's a very uh, a gravelly... Did I have the right programme? Was, was it a ragtrade actor? Yes. Is it Sheila Hancock? <laughs> it was Sheila Hancock, yes. Oh, wow. So that was Sheila Hancock in 1963. And what was that? Was that a cigarette advert? <laughs> <laughs> No, that so that's a song, it's a novelty song in the yeah. way that people who were in sitcoms at the time did and called My Last Cigarette. And yeah. the nature of the song is she, she's like, she's setting out all the terrible things about smoking, that it makes you smell and your fingers are yellow and all that sort of thing. Mm. And that she's going to quit just after one more cigarette. No. And that's, that's the joke, really. And it's uh, I see. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm afraid you let yourself down on that one. Oh, I feel like I've let you all, all everyone down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's have a, a look. What what comes next? Let's have something a little bit different. I do not care if that day arrives. That dream may never be. I got an I got an idea in my head there, which I'm not sure if it's right, but I couldn't get it out of my head. Is it a child actor, Nicholas Lindhurst? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the theory. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere near correct. No, I, well, I kind of thought this is what happened in my head. That oh, that sounds a bit like Nicholas Lindhurst. No, of course it's not. 
Nicholas Lindhurst, Nicholas Lindhurst, Nicholas Lindhurst. And I couldn't think mm. of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. You're going to have to tell me. I, I, I don't know who that is. It's a tough one because it's, it's just an insipid sort of jazz song. It's not, it's not got a lot of personality in it. So you're not getting mm. much through that. And it's not a particularly distinctive voice. That is Mina Anwar. Oh, really? The Thin oh, wow. Line. Yes. That song is My Ship from Lady in the Dark. Uh, that was a tough one. One of the that was a tough one. No, I, I, you know what? I mean, I, I can't even hear it the second time around. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't pull her out of that. But yeah. All right, next one. This is a bit more of a distinctive accent. I'm getting tired of the city, all the noise and the mess. Want a new beginning and a new address. Why do we run away to somewhere where the birds will sing? Is it John Chalice? So you have identified that it is the theme tune to Green Green Grass. Mm. Well, let me tell you this. The person who is singing that theme tune is also the person who wrote the theme tune. John Sullivan. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. yes. John Sullivan, of course, who sang, through strange circumstances, the, the theme tune to Only Fools and Horses that he wrote. And so they repeated the, that with Green Green Grass, the spinoff. But yes, that one was John Sullivan. Bit of a bit of a wild card there. I knew it wasn't John Chalice. That's all I had. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's have another one here. There is a house in New Orleans. It's good rising sun. It's for for Brian. Is that one of the in-betweeners? Yes. Was it James Buckley? Yes, it was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's James Buckley, just taken from one of his vlogs, where he's just sort of hanging around in his house with his wife. Oh, he's a twitcher. It, well, let's not get personal about it. But um... <laughs> All right. Well done. You actually got one properly. I don't think we need to keep score. <laughs> it's not really about the points, is it? It's about the laugh. It's about the fun. It's about the buzz. <laughs> All right, let's do one more before we uh, just have some more straightforward questions. Yeah, let's have a go at this one. So a job I'm getting possibly, I wonder who my boss will be. I wonder if he'll take to me, what bonuses he'll make to me. I start at eight and finish late at normal rate and all the wait. I think I'd better think it out again. <sighs> That's very old-fashioned. Right, well, I think it's Leonard Pierce. Because he's got that kind of gravel to his voice, but presumably as a much younger man. I totally hear what you're getting there. It's wrong. <laughs> but it's wrong. But it is a, I, I understand. And you can see Leonard Pierce as a Fagan. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can yeah. definitely see that. Yes, yes. Uh, incorrect, though, I'm afraid. That was Rowan Atkinson. Really? Yeah. That was a bit high-pitched, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely shocked. Uh, yes, Rowan Atkinson, about 2009, 10, I think it was. He, he did that for, uh, for a while. He did the old Oliver for a bit. Okay, that's the first element of our singing round. We're going to move on to some. Oh, I think more. that went very well, Alan. That was, do you that do you do that what that's, you think? Perhaps well, it's not about. Back. It's not about how I did. It's about the entertainment factor for our listeners. Uh, yeah, of course. And they play along at home. So our next round is called Only Connect. Oh, I like Only Connect. It's a brand new quiz of my invention. Uh, so it's it's not as complicated as Only Connect, I'm afraid. Uh, basically, all I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a list of things. You tell me what they have in common. Go on, go for it. Right, so the first list are all characters from the sitcoms that we watched. What do okay. they have in common? Okay, so here's the list. Basil Fawlty, mm-hmm. Manuel, D.I. Derek Grimm, P.C. Frank Gladstone, 
Sydney Lumsden, Grandad Trotter, and Boise. It's not spin-offs, because I thought that would Boise. Is it something to do with age? They're all playing older? No. Not, they've not all been in EastEnders. <laughs> I'm just going down the list thinking, what was that one done? <laughs> I, like your, I like your theory. <laughs> uh, okay, it's a physical thing that they all have in common. Are they all left-handed? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like it, I like it. Hang on a minute, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. They all wear moustaches. They all wear moustaches. Yes, well done, very good. They've got moustaches, yes. All right, so that's the level we're operating at. It's just Well, much, there's, uh, there's a variety value. of different things here. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, the, the next one is a list of sitcom actors again, and then I'm going to give you some further information with them, which is going to hopefully tell you the answer. Now, I've pulled in a couple of people from our last series here as well, just to pad this one out because there's too many names. Okay, okay, so listen to this list. What, what's the connection between all these people? Doreen Mantle, Death of a Salesman. Francis de la Tour, Duet for One. Rowan Atkinson, Rowan Atkinson in Review. Francis de la Tour, A Moon from the Misbegotten. David Haig, Our Country's Good. Francis de la Tour, again, When She Danced. Ben Elton, Popcorn. Yeah. James Dreyfus, Lady in the Dark. Sheila Hancock, Cabaret. Right, I think this is all... Tony Award winners. Oh, no, no, sorry. Olivier Award winners, because we live in England, yes. not America. <laughs> but I, I had the right idea, right? Yes, that is correct. They are. Those are the winners of Olivier Awards, and they're in chronological order. Oh, really? So, so Sheila Hancock was more recent then? Yes, her win was for Cabaret in 2007, mm. which would have been a, a supporting one. That, so that was a whole range of different awards there. Actor, acting, performance. Obviously, the mm-hmm. Ben Elton one was... I think Popcorn won Best New Writing or some, or Best New Play or something like that. Okay. But his, his was the name on the award, I think. So... I think I did remember that one from because we talked about that certainly certainly when we talked about Rising Damp and also Thin Blue Line with David Haig. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this next one, bit of a long list. So I'm just going to rattle them off and uh, just see see what it means to you. Okay, I'm going to give you a name of a of a sitcom actor, and these are all actors from our uh, shows that we looked at, and a year. So see what it means to you. Sheila Hancock, 1974. Miriam Carlin, 1975, Ronnie Corbett, 1978, Prunella Scales, 92, David Jason, 93, Barbara Windsor, 2000, John Sullivan, 2005, David Jason, 2005, Rudolf Walker, 2006, Sheila Hancock, 2011, Howard Goodall, 2011, Ronnie Corbett, 2012, Ron Axon, 2013, David Haig, 2013, Tony Robinson, uh, 2013, Barbara Windsor, 2016, Rudolf Walker, 2020, Sheila Hancock, 2021. Oh my goodness. I thought I had it, but then... I thought... I, well, I'll tell you what I thought it was. I thought it was appearances on This Is Your Life. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. But I that like, stopped, like that like stopped it, yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah. So, there's a couple of people in there. There's a couple of people in there more than once. That's correct. Okay. Is it this? Is it they got a, an award in the, like, the Queen's Honours list? Like an MBE or something? That is exactly correct. Well done. Oh. I thought I might have to give you a bit more of a clue there. Because <laughs> yeah, I know so, you can get more than one. You certainly can, yeah. And I, so I was going to go with a clue of like, oh, you know, John Cleese would be on this list. But, you know, he turned it all down and there's a yeah. few others who turned it down. But, uh, yeah, so that is the year they received some sort of honour, OBE, MBE, knighthood in some cases. Uh, so, yes, that is why. So Damn Sheila Hancock good. got an OBE. In in seventy four, CBE two thousand eleven, and became a dame in twenty twenty one. 
It's all nonsense, isn't it? I, I have a it bit of a nonsense. thing about the, the honour system. Like, it all seems too random to me. I want, I want <laughs> to know, what, what have you got to do? What's the, what's the threshold to get your M's, your O's, yeah, your exactly. K's? <laughs> and I, I have it on good authority from the media that Ronnie Corbett was going to get knighted, but then he died. That's careless. Before we move on to the next round, one of, my, one of the questions I had about Ben Elton. Oh, yeah. So basically, I've got in front of me a list of everything that Ben Elton's ever done. And okay. what I want you to do is to name me one, well, for 1.1, 1. 1, for 2.3, <laughs> Ben Elton musicals. Oh, God. We Will Rock You. Yep. <sighs> right, I'm done. <laughs> but no, I did they... You just asked me, you wanted Olivier for it. Uh, oh, Popcorn. Yep. I'm thinking that as a straight play, yeah. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, let's, okay, forget musical. Let's say, you know, theatrical production. So you've got We Will Rock oh, You, right. Popcorn. Um, there's probably been... St- oh, Maybe Baby? No. I, I'm sure they've done a play of that. What's the one that was on in the West End that was about to launch before the pandemic started? Oh, Upstart Crow. Yes. So you got you got your two points here. Yeah, well done. So, so the theatrical <laughs> productions he's had are Gasping... Silly Cow, Popcorn, Blast from the Past, The Beautiful Game, We Will Rock You, Tonight's the Night, Love Never Dies, and The Upstart Crow. Interestingly, The Upstart Crow, not Upstart Crow. Yeah. So The Silly Cow, uh, that had Don French in it, and it also featured Kevin Allen. Oh, yeah. From uh, from Off of the Thin Blue Line. From Off of the Thin Blue Line. A detective constable in the first series. I think that's where they first worked together. All right, I've got more Ben Elton questions. Can you name me three Ben Elton sitcoms? That's easier, sure. Yes. Young Ones, Blackadder, Thin Blue Line, yeah. The Right Way, uh, that one with Ardlo Hanlon. <laughs> didn't do very well. Upstart yes. Crow. <laughs> Filthy Rich and Cat Flap. Mm-hmm. Happy Families. I don't think that's a sitcom, but yes. <laughs> okay, last one. Can you give me three Ben Elton novels? Uh, yeah, surely. Stark, Gridlocked, Dead Famous. Yes. Um, Popcorn, Maybe yep. Baby. Yeah. Um, um, hang on a minute. Maybe Baby wasn't a novel. That was a film. Oh, was it just a film? It must have been a play yeah. first. It's just here on a hit on this list. It's only a film. Okay. Let me read these novels to you then. So Stark, not going to read the novels to you. Let me read the, <laughs> read the list. Stark, Gridlock, The Other Eden, Popcorn, Blast from the Past, Inconceivable, Dead Famous, oh, High yes. Society, Past Mortem. The first casualty. There you go. Um, uh, Maybe Baby was an adaptation of Inconceivable, I think. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Um, okay, so Chart Throb, Blind Faith, Meltdown, Two Brothers, Time and Time Again, Identity Crisis. There you go. That's the ball mm, list. I think Chart Throb might be the last one I read. He's a very prolific guy, isn't he? I mean, I know that's that's nearly 40 years, that period, but, you know, the guy churns them out. Yeah, I don't think churns them out is quite fair. He, no, he sorry. Like that, yes, that, that was a lot more disparaging than I intended it to be. My point was, he's very prolific. He's very he's a good worker. He's a workhorse. Yeah, yeah. Simon Brett churns out detective novels at two a year. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a different story. Play me some more songs. Okay, yeah. All right, let's get some more singing in here. Uh, let's see where we're at here. Have a crack on this one. She says to her every morning. She's only one life to live. So I went down in, let the sun in, and boom, we jumped in the rear. Is that James Dreyfus? It is James yes. Dreyfus. That is James Dreyfus in Lady in the Dark, which he won the Olivier Award for. I mean, th- that speculation was purely that it sounded a bit show tuney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah, so that that was the performance he won the Olivier Award for. Same musical, when we heard Mina Anwar singing earlier, that was a song from Lady oh, yes. in the Dark as well, uh, yes. just coincidentally. But that clip I found on YouTube was from him performing it in 1997 or 8 or whenever it was. Uh, okay. And it was obviously just someone who's taken a camcorder in to the auditorium and filmed <laughs> a bit of it. So that's why the sound quality is quite poor. Um, but there you go. It's it's preserved uh, for history. Uh, okay, well done. You actually got that one. Don't patronise me. Okay, have a crack on this one. The ceiling's coming down And we never even knew We've been too busy doing What we thought we ought to do As we wander through this life of ours I know exactly who that is. Miriam Carlin. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well done. So, yes, that was Miriam Carlin singing The Ceiling's Coming Down. That was very distinctive, actually. Aside from the fact that my memory's terrible, that was very obviously her. Yeah. Uh, and that's the musical Things Ain't What They Used To Be that I mentioned in our Reg Tread episode, in fact, mm. if you remember. Uh, because uh, quite a few other people had been in it, like Barbara Windsor had been in it, and it's kind of, it was kind of a Cockney working class Cockney's uh, musical, and the rag trade was something of a spiritual uh, successor to it. Yeah. Uh, so well done. Another one you got. Here's the next. Let's see how you go with this one. I am an antichrist, I am an anarchist Don't know what I want, know how to get it And I want to destroy passes by Cause I, I want to be You know what? I'm no, I'm no massive fan of the Sex Pistols particularly You know, I'm sure at the time it was a moment <laughs> But, you know, the music's crap, basically. <laughs> that was incredible in that it made, it made that song worse. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? That, that you didn't need a folk remix of <laughs> Anarchy in the UK. So what's really upsetting is I can't get past Nicholas Lindhurst once again. <laughs> is that Nicholas Lindhurst? No, no. I'm, I'm going to have to give you a bit of a clue here because actually this is a bit of a wild card. It, it is not one of the actors from our principal shows, but it is someone we've talked about. What other episode have we done? <laughs> we just oh, the halloween one. one. Um, okay, hang on. So I'm thinking of Bottom now. Yeah. I don't know that any of those actors are, are famous for doing folk versions of, of punk songs. I've never heard of that. Well, they, that's why you don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> Adrian Edmondson and his group, who are called the Bad Shepherds, I think, Okay, I can sort of hear it's him. But honestly, if you were going to pick an Adrian Edmondson song, Bad News was the way to go. I would have got that. Comic Strip presents Bad News on tour. That make is, it that's the greatest you, hour of comedy in the 1980s. All right, let's, let's, give you, let's give you a chance to redeem yourself here. Reggae woman, drive me crazy. Oh dear. Keep on reggae. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hope that that's um ah oh, jeez I can't remember his name either. Peace and Gladstone. 
You are correct. Yes, that's okay. Rudolph Walker. Thank you, Rudolph uh, Walker. That's the only exactly non-racist answer of this question. <laughs> oh God, we can all breathe a sigh of relief. I just relax now. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Rudolph Walker singing Reggae Woman in 1975. Can I tell you something funny? The first couple of lines, I thought, oh God, Nicholas Lindus, what have you done? <laughs> But yeah, so as I said, uh, in the 70s, sitcom stars released singles, uh, and that was Rudolph mm-hmm. Walker, obviously, was known for Love Thy Neighbour at the time. 1975, that, although it wasn't a comedy song particularly, it was just a mild novelty, I guess, that he was singing. Okay, let's have one more, and we'll move on to some of the questions, see how we get on with this one. Okay. Hail, night of the woeful countenance. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> so... Let me explain my thought process. This is what my thought process did. That's Nicholas Lindhurst. Don't be stupid, Gareth. It's not always Nicholas Lindhurst. It could be Simon Bird because he's got that high-pitched voice that we heard him sing the guitar song in The Inbetweeners 2. It's Nicholas Lindhurst. (laughs) That's correct. It is Nicholas Lindhurst. It had to be sooner or later. Come on! (laughs) So that is Nicholas Lindhurst. He appeared in Man of La Mancha uh, with Kelsey Grammer as Don Quixote. Um, a few years back wasn't a big success as i understand that's an interesting connection if you're ever doing your seven degrees of separation <laughs> kelsey grammar to nicholas lindhurst in one step sort <laughs> it. easy okay let's uh i've got another quiz for you before we do some more music can i can i ask one of mine yeah yeah of course you can yeah go for it so we talked a lot in this series about actors playing uh characters of uh different ages to them yeah. and so I thought we'd have a little game of who's the oldest. Now, I'm going to give you three actors. And what I want right. is their age, the actor's age, at the broadcast date of the first episode, right? So, for example, oh, one of them is Ron- Ronnie Corbett and Sorry. So, how old... You don't have to answer this question, but how old was Ronnie Corbett uh, when the first episode of Sorry went 52. out? But what, I'm not asking for the numbers. I'm not asking for the numbers. What I'm asking, I'm going to give you three, and I want you to put them in order. Oldest to youngest. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, here we go. The first list is Ronnie Corbett in Sorry. Andrew Sachs in Faulty Towers, and Reg Varney in The Rag Trade. Okay, so Ronnie Corbett, I reckon, was 52 when Sorry started. Andrew okay. Sachs was 42, 43, and Reg Varney would have been 40, 48, something like that. So where am I going? Youngest to oldest? Well, it doesn't really matter. Oldest to youngest. Okay. Corbett, Varney, Sachs. No, I'm afraid not. Andrew Sachs was older than Reg Varney. So Corbett <sighs> was the oldest. He was actually only 50. When the first yeah. episode of Sorry went out, playing uh, Timothy Lumsden, age 41. Yeah. Andrew Sachs was 45, about 45 mm-hmm. and a half. And Reg Varney was also 45, but about uh, three months younger. It's <sighs> a tough one. So that was quite a tough one. I've got another one. All right. Sa- sa- same structure, three different names. Yeah. So David Jason, Only Fools and Horses. Rowan Atkinson, Thin Blue Line. And Greg Davis in The Inbetweeners. Okay, so David Jason, Only Fools and Horses was... 40, maybe 39 when it started. Uh, Rowan mm-hmm. Atkinson, Thin Blue Line, about 42. I'm going to make him just slightly older. And Greg Davis, at the start of the Inbetweeners, was 47. So Greg Davis, oldest, then Rowan Atkinson. No, hang on. No, yeah, I've, that's, that's I've what added, said. Yeah, but I've added 10 years onto uh, Greg Davis there, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Rowan Atkinson, oldest, then... David Jason, then Greg Davis. No, David Jason was older than Rowan Atkinson. 
Greg Davis was the youngest. You were right there. You, yeah, you, you did. You put ten years on in there. I accidentally had a. T- I, I, it's because I thought 1968. 1968 <laughs> is correct. Yeah, that's when he was born. Yeah, but and I thought the Inbetweeners went out. I just and, added ten years on when, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, the Inbetweeners went out in 2008. So he was well. He was 39. He was just short of 40. Yeah. Um, David Jason was 41 when the first episode of Only Fools and Horses, and Rowan Atkinson was 40. So he was oh. ju- that, they were all pretty close. That was. I thought Ron Atkinson was like forty-two, three, something like that. Okay, that's it. That's good. Let's go back to the music right. round. That's a good one. Though. Good one. All right. Before we do more music, here's another quiz for you. Okay, this one's called Sitcom Couples, okay. and I'm going to give you the name of two sitcoms, and I want you to tell me the actors who are in them who are married in real life or were married in real life. Uh, yes, or were. I think. Uh, there might be one or two who are not technically married, but long-term partners, but they're known right. couples. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite confident about this, actually. Okay. I, I'm going to throw you a, a, an easy one just to set the tone here. Faulty Towers and Faulty Towers. Right. Okay. So that would be John Cleese and Connie Booth. Yes. Very All right. Well, this, this is easy, this one. Go on. Give me a <laughs> Okay. Let's see. I'll, I'll work through them, see if they get harder. Um, Only Fools and Horses and Dear John. Yep, 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 yep. So that's John Chalice and, oh my goodness, I can't remember. Uh, I, I was going to say, I can't remember the name of the actress who plays and I can't remember the name of the character either. <laughs> <laughs> the old lady at the back. Jean, Jean Chalice. Jean Chalice. Uh, Jean yes, Robertson, I think, uh, made the name was. Uh, okay, next one. Dear John and Duty Free. Yes, yes, yes. Ralph Bates and... Now... Go on, remember that name. No, no, I, I know the name, but I, it's Tim McAnany again. It, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how it, to pronounce it. Jo- it's Joanna Van Gisigum. <laughs> Gisigum? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it, but, but I've got... I don't I know, know, I, I guess know who it is. Dutch Gisigum. Uh, Any of our listeners want uh, to email in the correct <laughs> pronunciation of Joanna Van Gisigum? <laughs> yeah, just just well, in text. Well. Just email text. That's all we want. Thank you. Okay, next one. Teenage Kicks... And Let Them Eat Cake. Now I've I've hit a wall because I don't really know either of those sitcoms. (laughs) Well, I have deliberately chosen their not very well-known sitcoms rather than their well-known ones to make this harder. Mm. I was wondering if you'd get it off the back of that. Perhaps if you can give me a better clue for the same people. An easier clue. Easier uh, questions. Okay. Uh, The Young Ones and Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, man, I could have got that. Adrian Edmondson and Jennifer Saunders. And I, I, I I nearly guessed that, but... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know Teenage Kicks and I didn't want to sound foolish. <laughs> What's Teenage Kicks? It's about, um, you know, a man in his 40s who was a punk uh, and now he's a dad. Uh, now he's singing folk songs. But he's still a bit punkish. But it was based on a radio sitcom in which it was Adrian Edmondson and Ben Elton. But then when he went to TV, Ben Elton uh, didn't act in it and he was uh, replaced okay. with someone else. Uh, okay. Mr. Digby Darling and Home to Roost. Yeah, that's another one. I know Mr. Digby Darling was the Peter Jones and Sheila Hancock sort of yes. spin-off. Um, so yes, Sheila Hancock and John Thor. Correct, yes. Well done. Uh, okay, Sorry and Come Back Mrs. Noah. Uh, I'm not really familiar with Come Back Mrs. Noah, but I think I know this. It's William Moore and Molly Sugden. Yeah, so Come Back Mrs. Noah is a famously terrible sitcom starring, which was, you know, built around Molly Sugden and mm. after she was uh, a known entity. Didn't William Moore and Molly Sugden make a sitcom together? My husband and I. That's it. My husband. Yes, and I. that's right. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yes. Well, I didn't want to give you an obvious Molly Sutherland one. I didn't want to make it too easy. But yeah, come back, Mrs. Noah. If I'm remembering correctly, off the top of my head, was directed by Bob Spears. It was the first show he directed. Who okay. went on to direct the second series of Faulty Towers 
and yeah. then a lot of stuff, absolutely fabulous, a lot of stuff for French and Saunders, mm-hmm. and uh, Spice Walk, the movie. Ooh. So, <laughs> okay. Um... And nothing since. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Psychoville and Chef. Okay. So, Chef. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Don French and Lenny Henry. Yes. yes well so, I, I, I'd forgotten that uh, Don French was in Psychoville. Yeah, of course. I was trying to piece that together. Again, yeah, going for trying to go for something a little less obvious. No, that's great. That's a good one. Okay. Tripper's Day and Keeping Up Appearances. Tripper's Day. I know we've talked about that. Okay, what if I replace what if I replace Tripper's Day with Rising Damp? Ah, Leonard Rossiter. Yes, that's Tripper's Day. And that was what he was making when he died, wasn't it? That's correct, yeah. Well, it was the last one, you know. Oh, well, he'd made it, but it, it was going out on air when he died. I know you told me this, and I, I'm not going to remember. I'm oh, sorry, I can't remember. Who was he married to? Josephine Cusin, which I, I, I admit is not a, the most famous name. But She's the neighbour. She's the neighbour in Keeping Up Appearance. Yes, yes, I remember. Done a bit of work with Ronnie Barker back in the day as well. I get it. Last one, last one. Nighty Night and The Young Ones. Nighty Night and The Young Ones. Right, so The Young Ones... We've not got that many people to choose from. Nighty Night. I can only just remember Julia Davis and Angus Deaton in that. Rebecca Front. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to give you a bit of a, of a clue here because one of these people is not an actor. Ah, uh, okay. But they are connected with the sitcom. I would argue both of them aren't actors, but that's a, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And no, I'm not going to get this, Alan. You have to put me on. Okay, so Nighty Night is Angus Deaton. Yeah. And he was in a very long-term relationship. They have a child together. With Lisa Meyer. Oh, right. Okay. Who is, of course, one Who of the writers. wrote the young ones, yes. The... I didn't know that. that. That's news to me. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah, for, for many years. All through the 90s and, mm. and the whole, uh, oh dear, Angus Deaton. I was just going to say, was that, yeah, so was he married to her or, or with her when the whole scandal yes, thing happened? Yes, he was indeed, yes. Oh, I see. All right, let's have some more singing, shall we? Let's. Let's have a bit more of that. Let's see what we got here. A man has dreamed. Of walking with giants To carve his niche In the edifice of time Before the mortar of his zeal Has the chance to congeal I feel like I know that song. <laughs> I recognise it, I think. Was that Andrew Sachs? No, it's not. It's not. I see where you're coming from. I'm just hearing Nicholas Lindhurst again, so that's. That, I know we've already added. Look, you had. There are no I more know. Nicholas Lindhurst. I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who that was, Alan. That was David Haig. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear that now. You said it. Yeah. 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 In his yeah. role of Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins. That is that's why I know the song because from Mary Poppins. Yes. Okay. Okay. Next one. On Mother Kelly's doorstep, oh, down Paradise Road, I'd sit along a Nelly. She'd sit along a Joe. Get out of my pub. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was Barbara Windsor, right? Yes, it was singing on Mother Kelly's doorstep, which is a, it's bit a of classic music song, that isn't it? I think. Yeah, so that was from, again, I think it was just, hey, Barbara Windsor's quite famous, let's put a single out. Next one. Terrible. 
That sounded like a lemonade advert. <laughs> I think this is the hardest one because I don't think it sounds like them particularly. Well, I think that style of music, that's the kind of late 70s, early 80s revival of 50s sound. And mm. so I am going to guess... I'm trying not to say Nicholas Lindhurst. I know it's not Nicholas Lindhurst. I'm not guessing Nicholas Lindhurst. I want to say Andrew Sachs again, just on the timescale. Okay. No, you're wrong. I, I I know what you're saying with the timescale, but you're actually a bit a bit late. This okay. song was released in 1974. Okay. Is it David Jason? It doesn't sound like him, but you just said it doesn't sound like him. <laughs> no. That is Ronnie Corbett. Really? Yes. I went high pitched again. That's how incredulous I am. <laughs> I must admit, in the second verse, it's like you can tell a bit more that it's him, but yeah, it doesn't sound like him at all, even in a nice crisper sound. You, you, wow. you can hear it when you know, but yeah, Ronnie Corbett, a single fanny. It's uh, not really a comedy song, but it is called Fanny. Okay, next one then. I will never let you let me leave. I promise I'm not lying. Go ahead, ask anybody who has seen me trying. I'm not going. If it seems like I did, I'm probably waiting outside. Such a stubborn man, you'll likely never meet another. When we have our family dinner, you can ask my mother. She's the best. You'll learn more about her on our family history test. Is that Blake Harrison? It is Blake Harrison. Well done. Wow. Just went straight to it. Very good. Uh, my, my thought process was it sounded like a younger fella. It sounded <laughs> quite recent. Yeah. And then I, then I, had, I yeah, I picked him out of the four, basically. So that's from the, the musical Waitress, which he was in for a while. And that was from some sort of promo thing they were doing. So that's not that's not him at 100% performance. You know, they were just kind of doing it. Like, I don't want to judge too harshly on that. So that was Blake Harrison, who's done a bit of musical theatre in his time. Well, you know how I feel about musical theatre. I'm quite happy with Jim. <laughs> okay, here's another one. I've got to tickle your fancy with a little song and dancey. I've got to tickle your fancy all the time, all the time. I've got to tickle your fancy all the time. Now, I want you to listen carefully to this little song. It's a gorgeous lyrics there. And here's the first verse coming up. Here we go, then. Very camp. That was David Jason, wasn't it? It's not, but you fell into my trap. I knew that was oh. going to sound like David Jason. <laughs> it very much did. It is. It's someone who I think is very similar to David Jason. Reg Varney. Okay. To be honest, I nearly said him, but yeah. Yeah. So that's Reg Varney in The Best Pair of Legs in the Business. He was an old cabaret guy, music hall guy, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So in that film, he's playing like a drag act. All right. I've got one last one for you, and I was worried you were going to be a bit disconsolate uh, because you're (laughs) rubbish. So I I thought I'll throw you a gimme at the end here. So here, who's this? When first I come to this country, no English I could say. They shout, why you no understand? I answer only, okay? No, oh, I can't believe you cut that short. That's a classic. <laughs> well, that is Andrew Sachs in character as Manuel with his cover version of Shut Up Your Face. Uh, no, it's not, actually. <laughs> oh, was, was that the B-side? No, yes, it is Manuel, but it's a different song. Yeah. <laughs> You're, well, you're not familiar with the Shut Up Your Face, the, the lyrics? <laughs> I'm clearly not. 
that was Manuel's good food guide in which he um, talks about how he's how he's learned to speak English good with words like quiche Lorraine, steak tatar, uh, and, and think very English words like that. That's funny because they're not English words. That is the joke. Well That's done. Brilliant. Repeat that That's four really verses good. and you, you've got Really it. good stuff. So <laughs> John Cleese didn't write that, did he? <laughs> okay, I've got one more straightforward quiz for you and then some more audio stuff, okay? Oh, I've got I've got another similar to the older one. Yeah, go on, you carry yours. Let me ask you this then. So we, we just did that round with who was the oldest. It's basically the same thing, but who was the youngest? So okay. exactly the same, the actor and the, their, their age at the first episode broadcast date. So here we go. Nicholas Lindhurst, Only Fools and Horses. Okay. James Buckley, In Between Us. And Barbara Windsor in The Rag Trade. Ooh. Okay, so Nicholas Lindhurst... The Only Fool's Horse was about 20. In fact, I think he was 19. James Buckley in The Inbetweeners was about 19. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with 20. I'm going to say he was slightly older. And wow, Barbara Windsor. That's weird because I just think of her as a fully grown woman, but I bet she was young. I'm going to say she was a bit older. So youngest, Nicholas Lindhurst, then James Buckley, then Barbara Windsor. You get, You got it right. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, that's really good. So actually, it was harder. Lindhurst and Buckley were both twenty, and there was there was like six or eight weeks between them in terms of age. <laughs> so Lindhurst was the youngest. James Buckley second, both twenty. And Barbara was actually twenty four on the first episode. Okay, of the that's trade. that's that's reasonable. Then. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one then. S- same question. Now our three are Simon Bird in the In Betweeners, mm, Mina Anwar in the Thin Blue Line, Ooh. and Sheila Hancock in the Rag Trade. Okay. So Simon Bird. When the in-between started was like 23, I think. Mina Anwar, oof, she must have been older than that. She's got that kind of older look, but I don't know if she actually was. I'm going to go slightly older. And Sheila Hancock, I reckon she was about 28 or something. So I'm going to go in the order. Youngest, Simon Bird, Mina Anwar, Sheila Hancock. Very impressive, Alan. You not only got that correct, but you got two of the ages right as well. Simon Bird was 23 and Sheila Hancock was, Hancock was 28. And uh, Mina Anwar was 26. Yes. Nailed it. Come Very on. good. Well done. All right. I've got one more straightforward question quiz for you. Okay. So this is this is a sort of rapid fire one. It's just straightforward questions. You're going to give me a straightforward answer. And this quiz is called Memory Test. That's right. Brilliant. <laughs> it's your favorite. These are all things we definitely talked about in our episodes. I Can you, you remember them? <laughs> this is just going to be humiliating. Okay. Let's see how you get on. Which character... Which sitcom character was inspired by a man named Donald Sinclair? Oh, um, Basil Fawlty. Basil Fawlty is correct. Donald Sinclair was a hotelier who was mm. very rude. Uh, okay, on the back of that, that same prototype hotelier character was written by John Cleese into a script for which sitcom series in 1971? Doctor in the House. Ooh, so close. It was actually it's, Doctor it's at sequel, Large. Doctor at Large, right, yes, yes. Right, yeah. right thing. I'll give you a, a half a point for that. Okay, here's a little trivia fact we mentioned in one of our episodes, to see if you remember it. In 1964, Cambridge Footlights inducted their first three female members. One of them went on to be quite famous. Who is it? Jermaine Greer. It is Jermaine Greer. Well done. Yes. Oh, that one just came to me. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I got blood okay. rushing to parts of my brain. <laughs> okay, next one. One of the American remakes of Faulty Towers was called Amanda's by the Sea, or just mm. Amanda's mm. later on. But who played Amanda? B. Arthur. B. Arthur, well done, yes. Yes. Okay, this one seems quite hard, but I've got a feeling you're going to remember it. What university did Rowan Atkinson attend, and in what was his degree? Was it Manchester? 
<laughs> no, there's a specific reason why you should remember this. Was it Newcastle? It was Newcastle. Yes, it was. It I was. can't remember what his degree was in, though. His degree is in electrical and electronic engineering. Oh, really? Did we talk about that? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna explain that, but obviously the listeners will remember. That's what I started my degree in. Didn't finish it. But I started my degree in electronic engineering at Newcastle. How the hell yes. have I not remembered that? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought. You'd... Like that's not something that I've gone. Oh yeah, of course. I did. I just completely forgotten that. Yes. Well. You didn't go on to do a master's degree at Oxford, did you? I didn't go on to do the second year, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's uh, something else we talked about in the show. I mentioned it. So one of Mark Addy's earlier sitcom appearances prior to The Thin Blue Line was as one of a pair of brothers in a sitcom called Sunnyside Farm. But who played the other brother? Yeah, I remember this. Who played the other brother? You played a clip and it sounded awful. It It was an accurate sound, yes. Uh, no, I can't, I'm not going to... Oh, 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 it's coming to me. Phil Daniels. Phil Daniels. Well done, yes. It was Phil Daniels. <laughs> God, you, you actually Very saw my, uh, my thinking in real time there. <laughs> uh, okay, what is the name of the short-lived sitcom written by Ben Elton starring David Haig and Mina Anwar? Well, presumably I'm not allowed to say The Thin Blue Line. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a one series. I've got it, I've got it. The right stuff. No, not quite. Oh, what was it called then? It was it was about a guy who was into health and safety. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. It's not the right it's stuff. It's called was it? The Right Way. Yes, of course it was. Yes. Right, with the W, of course. Because mm, that was his name, which is a lovely little pun. Well done, Ben <laughs> Allen. Okay, you're definitely going to get this one or I'm leaving. Kevin Allen from The mm. Thin Blue Line is now better known as a director, but what was the name of his debut feature film? Twin Town. Yes, well done. <laughs> yes, which I love. Although, and I said when we recorded that um, episode about Thimble, and I said, oh, I'm going to go and watch that again. And I haven't. I really should. Yeah, I'd like to see that again. Okay. Del Boy, Only Fools and Horses, obviously played by David Jason. But another mm. actor was offered the role first and had to turn it down for scheduling reasons. Who was that? No, I don't remember. They went on to appear in Only Fools and Horses as a couple of episodes, as a guest appearance. Oh, yes, I do remember. Jim Broadbent. Yes. Well done. Yes. Okay, predating Butterflies by nine months, which show marked the first sitcom appearance of Nicholas Lindhurst? No, don't know. You sure? We definitely talked about this. I know we talked about it, Alan. A moody teenager. Okay, he he appeared as the son of Fletcher in In Going Straight. Going Straight, Going Straight, yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 I do remember you telling me that now, but no, I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay. So, Ronald Chesney, one of the writers of The Rag Trade, but before becoming a writer, he was world-renowned for his playing of which instrument? The harmonica. Yes, well done, very yes. good. Okay, what is the name of the spin-off of The Rag Trade, which was set in the early 1900s? Mm-hmm. prequel. The good old days, the good old days. <laughs> no, that is completely incorrect. Where have you got that from? <laughs> Listen, what I want to say... Let me tell you what I've got in my head. Like, here we go, explaining our thought process in real time once again. I've got in my head Wild Wild West, and I know that's not right. <laughs> but it's something like that. It's the zero word much, in it. But that was much closer than the good old well, days. Good tell me what the answer is. Wild Wild Women. Oh, there we go. Uh, I knew... Okay, all right. So I knew Wild Wild West was wrong. But when you said the good old days, it's completely unconnected. <laughs> ah! Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What is the name of the 90s sitcom starring Miriam Carlin as a Jewish ghost? Oh. I, remember t- I know you remember, but what is it? Not called? only do I remember talking about it, but I remember watching it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to remember. 
Alan, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. There's a tough one. It's called So Haunt Me. So Haunt Me. Yeah, Oi. One of my chopped liver. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what was the working title of The Inbetweeners? They did a pilot, mm. and it was it was set it was a period, wasn't it? It was set in the eighties. It was. It was set in the eighties, and that this name was a bit more appropriate for an eighties. Yeah, so. and uh, I can't remember. It's tough on that. The answer there is baggy trousers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was relevant to the period. Last one. James Buckley appeared in the sitcom Horrible when he was twelve years old. But who was the star of that sitcom? I know that one. That's Johnny Vaughan. It is Johnny Vaughan, the well-known comedy actor. So. <laughs> Well done, I think you did pretty well there, actually. Your memory, not so bad. I'm not sure I did all that well. You did all right, come on. <laughs> I, I honestly hope these ent- these episodes are entertaining for our listeners, that they're playing along at home. and um, Well, I hope they're doing, doing better than, than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I've got one last quiz for you. Okay. And it's an audio-based quiz. So what I've done is I've gone out and I've found clips of people doing impressions of sitcom characters. Oh, I like okay, this. Okay, so I like this. So first of all, tell me who the impression is of. But that's going to be pretty easy in most cases. So the real question is, who is doing the impression? Now these are all these are all professional impressionists of right. uh, of, of some stripe. So uh, all right, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it. will be achievable. It's quite difficult, but here we go. Let's see what the first one. Is. Manuel. See. <laughs> I want you to do something for me. Ah, see. Now, where are you going? Listen, <laughs> it's important. I want you to vote for the Alliance. Okay. The Alliance. This Alliance? Well, <laughs> the SDP, my party. Okay. Right. So the sound quality is not that great on that. It's obviously someone doing Basil Fawlty, doing John Cleese doing Basil Fawlty. Yes. And it's dated by that reference to the Alliance, because he obviously, John Cleese was campaigning for the Alliance, which was probably the 87 general election. Was it Angus Deaton? Ooh, I, I can hear that, actually. Yeah, no, you're not right, but I, I like where you're coming from there, yeah. Now, go on then, who was it? That was Rory Bremner. Oh, okay. As uh, Basil, not one of his strongest. Um, not one of his strongest. I've got a lot of time for Rory Bremner, but that wasn't, that wasn't great. Yeah, definitely not one of his best. But I guess topical uh, nature rendered it necessary. And Steve Steen as Manuel. Steve Steen was just one of the... Yeah, I remember Steve Steen. One of his, yeah. um, one of his cronies in, in that show, yeah. Okay, that was quite a tough one. Let's see, uh, let's see what we've got next. Is a, this is a very short clip. This is the best clip I could find of it. But this is a classic. I will listen to this one. I had a ploughman's lunch the other day. He was furious. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's a solid joke. <laughs> well, it's obviously Frank Spencer. So every, obviously everyone did a Frank Spencer back in mm, the 70s. Exactly. So this is someone who uh, did a Frank Spencer in the 70s, but this clip is from much more recently. He was kind of reminiscing about his old act. So it's someone who's still uh, famous and relevant today. You see, it sounds like Phil Daniels. It can't be Phil Daniels, can it? He's not an impressionist. <laughs> no, but it's someone, uh, yeah, someone who was around in the 70s is still still going today, but not not re- someone who is not particularly known as an impressionist now, but that's certainly how they started. No, I don't know. I'll tell you this. They did a very good David Bellamy. Oh, it's Lenny Henry. It's Lenny Henry. Well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I do remember him doing a lot of impressions in the 80s, yeah. Yes, yeah. he did, yes. All right, here's, here's another one. Here we go. There's a story attached to that cigarette case, you know, because my grandfather was shot in the Boer War and the bullet was heading right for his heart. 
But luckily, he had that in his breast pocket and he hit that instead. Wow. Well, it saved his life. Not exactly. The bullet ricocheted up his nose and blew his brains out. <laughs> OK, so it's Grandad and Rodney. Yeah. But who's doing the impressions? Two separate people, is it? Well, to be honest, the guy playing Rodney, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's the guy who plays... Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you who it is, but um, that's not who I'm looking for, basically. You're not going to know his name. No, I, I, I've not got anything here. Do you want to give me some clue? I, it might be a bit too much of a giveaway, but that is a clip from Only Fools and Horses, the musical. Oh, okay. Right. Is it Phil Daniels? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't mean Phil Daniels, do I? <laughs> but uh, you're thinking because Phil Daniels played Grandad in uh, Rock and Chips. That's what that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. I, so now I think it's Paul Whitehouse and I got the two mixed up with two. That's things correct. Up. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a good impression, the same material. That's mm. my review of mm. Only Fools and Horses, the musical. <laughs> okay, let's uh, see who is next. In our day, Harold, we used to have a great dance. We used to call it the Quaker dance. It's a Quaker dance, Peter. <laughs> yeah, the Quaker dance. Twice round the floor and then outside for your oats. <laughs> Again, that's a good joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounded like Mike Yarwood to me. It was, of course, Mike Yarwood doing, well, doing both the step does. Well, uh, doing Mike Yarwood. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, no, it was a good enough impression. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. It, there's, a, there's definitely a bit of Bob Monkhouse in there. If you watch the video, he accidentally slips into his Bob Monkhouse uh, affectations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> halfway yeah. through. Okay, this next one, uh, I think it's quite tough, but it might just be the right era for you. Let's see. That's you always be a complete spasmo video. <laughs> Could you make that out? I, I could tell it was the young ones, but you're not going to believe this. But I don't remember. I, like I'm not. I can't. I haven't got an answer here. But I, I, I've heard that before. Like I remember <laughs> that from 19 whatever it was. It's the right era for you, yeah. I, I, I have heard that before. I, I can't remember where or how. Go on, you're going to have to tell me. Uh, that is Phil Cool. Yes. Mate, I, I used to love Phil Cool. Phil really? Cool. Do you, do you know who Phil Cool is? Oh yes, but not only retrospectively. Yeah, he was a northern sort of stand-up comedian in the in the tradition of kind of Jasper Carrot, those mm. you know coming from those folk club type things. And he was, you know, his moniker was Rubber Faced Comedian Phil Cool. Yes, and he yes. used to do these he used to do these sort of gurning, pulling faces, and so he did quite a lot of impressions that were more uh, sort of caricaturish, really, rather than impressions. Yeah. And, and yeah, I used to watch his. I used to watch his sketch show, and I, I, I definitely remember that. Yeah, I've watched a bit of Phil Cool, and uh, yeah, maybe you had to be there at the time. Uh, it's yeah, I mean, I was you know left me behind. <laughs> yeah, just 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 not aged well. Not aged well, but not in not, not in a yew tree way, you know. Okay. Well, Sean Titchmarsh were coming to our garden. What's wrong with our garden? It's full of vegetables. Organic vegetables? Yeah, but you can't put organic vegetables in a vase in the toilet for when visitors come, can you? So there's two people there, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's obviously royal family. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a good impression. Yeah. Is it from Dead Ringers? Is that John Culshaw? That's my question. No, no. It's just a bit, just a bit before Dead Ring. It's one of yeah. the people who kind of ushered Impressionism back in. Alistair McGowan. Yes. So that yes. was Alistair McGowan and, you know, his partner. There. Ronnie Dancona. Ronnie Ancona, yeah. Yeah, I nearly said Rona Cameron there, which is to- someone told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alistair McGowan and Ronnie Ancona, who were 
the principal stars of I think it was just called Alice McGowan's Big Impression, but Ronnie and Gowan right. in pretty much yeah. everything. Uh, so yeah, they're playing Dave and Denise in the royal family. There, Carolina Hearn and Craig Cash. Uh, but that was from a sketch, a series of sketches they did where it was the royal family, the sitcom, but with the royal family. As in, so that oh, was Prince Charles and Camilla. That's very clever. It actually works really well. <laughs> it is very clever. <laughs> so yeah, in audio it works on one level, and then you see yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, I'd start to be sophisticated. Yeah, well, it work, is it? Uh, you can stay with me always, here at the yard. They're always dragging me down. Yeah. Always dragging me down. I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be sophisticated, actually. Yes. Don't leave me, please. Don't leave me. No, I'll be right. nothing without you. Please don't, don't leave. leave your own don't leave me, Harold. I'm doing it. Got it. I was just thinking that was very amateurish, and they're talking over each other. <laughs> Two people riffing. It's the, it's, the, it's the trip, isn't it? It's Steve Coogan and... Um, uh, come on, help me. Um, you know who I mean? The yeah, other the guy, Welsh the Welsh one. fella. <laughs> Rob Brydon. Rob Brydon, thank you. Yes, yeah, so that's Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, the trip where they're sort of duelling impressionists. Steve Coogan stepping over Rob Brydon's Albert impression, but it yeah. was better, so <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Here we go. You must have loved her very much, sir, to undertake such a long-term relationship. Long term? You've only been gone 20 minutes. Right. It was a deep thing. Committed. This is three people. That was really hard. First of all, that started with, it's obviously Red Dwarf, that started with the Crichton impression. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was Crichton. I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. It's it's, it's going to be the Red Dwarf (laughs) lads doing an impression of someone. So that was very good. It's a a good Crichton. It's a really good Crichton. A generic and a yeah. pretty weak cat. <laughs> but all yeah, the same I, all the same person doing those voices. All right, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, not going to guess that. So this is from an audiobook version of some Red Dwarf material. So it's just one person reading the whole thing. Okay. And doing all the voices. And the person doing the voices is Chris Barry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay, which I is why I didn't include a Rimmer clip. <laughs> but yes, the well-known, well, he was a very well-known impressionist, uh, Chris Barry. He was a spitting image guy, as, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was. There's lo- I, I found loads of clips of Chris Barry doing impressions. But they, they weren't all that great, were they? No, he was good. He was solid. I, I'm, I'm thinking about spitting image. The, the, he had a spitting image. There was a problem after Red Dwarf came out and you knew who he was, that you yeah. could hear him. Once you could you hear him in all voice. of the puppets. Yeah. I think you find that with most people, though. I always find that with John Culshaw. You can always, I can always mm, hear I him. I, I, yeah, I agree. Okay, one last one. Let's go out with a bang here. See who this is. Oh, <laughs> uh, one of the greats here, yeah, <laughs> on uh, the British sitcom history podcast. Yeah, nice little learner. Special appearance, yeah? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Austin Powers. There you go. <laughs> well... That was that was the best of a lot. <laughs> that was the Ricky Gervais impression from from Saul, our uh, diminishing returns friend. Uh, yes. And uh, that impression, I've said this before, that impression is rubbish, except that little <laughs> laugh noise that he makes, which is which is one hundred percent perfect. But unfortunately, that's not enough to carry it. <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. That, that was David Brent. Not, I'm sure Ricky Gervais would prefer the, to to point out that that is David Brent, not him. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, that is uh, from the famous impressionist Sol Harris, who does did a special appearance for us there. Only charged me fifty quid for that <laughs> <laughs> cameo. It was uh, so. That's all my quizzing. Uh, well done. 
Oh, well, that was that was fairly tense, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I did enjoy that. I, I kind of, um, I've abandoned any pretense of looking good in these episodes. <laughs> I just try and roll with it and enjoy it. That was good. That was good fun. Well, very good. I hope you at home uh, managed to play along and, and got some of the answers. And I, this will be out, if you're not watching this on YouTube, this will go out on YouTube as well as a video. So that might add something to your enjoyment. Will you play the watching. music clips on, on video? Yeah. Well, some oh, of them have got good. video. Some of the impressions have got video. Let's see what I can do. Yeah, great. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will be back uh, quite soon. Series 3 is on its way. Yeah. should be here fairly soon. We've still got a few more things to, to fill We're in. We're working on it. Christmas. All right. That's it. Thanks. Bye.